So you were saying, well, you weren't exactly sure why people wanted us to discuss this. Yeah, I mean, I think for most of the superdelegate picks, it's pretty obvious when we start watching it what it is that makes this uh, a Michael and Us topic. With this one, I, there, there are a lot of like little subtopics in it that I could see being kind of in the in the Michael and Us cosmos, but I didn't see the grand uh, obvious political thing in it. Well, regardless, I know I have a lot to say about it. Well, good. I'm going to be relying on you on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, one thing we often do is, uh, you know, when we're talking about a film is kind of ask, you know, what it what does X film or object mean to each of us respectively? And, and so maybe a good place to begin is I could ask you that question. Well, I saw this movie, I think, when I was in high school, I want to say, and uh, never again. And I liked it then, and I like it now. It is a different movie now. I mean, I'm older. Um, uh, I have ex-girlfriends now. <laughs> so, like, it's a whole different experience watching it when you're in your 30s. Uh, how about you? Well, I have a, a whole bunch of different associations with the with the film. And, you know, having said that, I actually might as well get into, you know, if I have any specific argument about the film, it's that I agree wholeheartedly with its kind of implicit thesis that particular objects, I mean, in this case, it's, you know, mixtapes and things like that, records, are hugely important things. They are repositories of memory and of experience. And that's no less true for me in this movie, which, uh, you know, I have two very different kinds of associations with it. Uh, the first, I suspect, for no, uh, no other reason than this is just when I saw it. It was shortly after it came out, or it must have been. Uh, I watched it at my dad's house. Uh, this was in the wake of my parents' divorce. I mean, I think pretty much in the immediate wake of it. I was quite young, didn't have a lot of context for the film then. I think it was a little adult for me, but I, uh, I enjoyed it. And so just by virtue of proximity, for a long time, what it did is it kind of transported me back into kind of a very strange and dislocated moment in my life. Uh, fortunately, I kind of rediscovered it uh, sometime in high school, you know, watched it at least once in high school and then watched it a, a bunch more in university. And, and I feel like actually I probably watched it every two or three years since, you know, my, my early 20s, to be honest. I've seen it quite a few times. And because of that, it's become a kind of pure comfort food that I associate with uh, with high school, with university, and particular residence life. Partly, I think that's because of the music. There's a, an, a much underrated Bob Dylan song uh, most of the time from the much underrated Bob Dylan album, uh, Oh Mercy. Uh, several underrated Bob Dylan songs on the soundtrack. There's a good Nashville Skyline track in there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Tonight I'll Be Staying Here With You, a, a really beautiful song. The song by the Velvet Underground in this movie from their album Loaded, uh, Who Loves the Sun, an absolute favorite of mine. It reminds me of High High school when I was kind of first discovering, you know, things like the Velvet Underground. Another thing about this movie is because uh, so much of it is about records and about music and, you know, because the John Cusack character, Rob, owns a record store. It has a lot of meaning to me there as well because, you know, I used to spend a lot of time in record stores. In fact, I still do. I used to go to a store called Cheapies in Hamilton, Ontario in high school. I used to think that the idea of working there was the coolest. Like, I thought, like, there's literally no cooler job than if you worked at Cheapies in Hamilton's then pretty dilapidated downtown core. Um, and later when I worked at a restaurant, there was a, a server there and she'd worked at Cheapies. And I was like, how did you get a job at Cheapies? <laughs> so I, 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 I identify <laughs> with this very strongly because I used to feel this way about video stores and I guess also record stores by extension. Like, I always thought, oh, God, if I if I was one of the guys who would have a staff 
picks section at suspect video you can sit there behind the counter all day like dante and randall from clerks just watching movies and making fun of the customers and having conversations about like your favorite obscure movies uh, i mean i'm sure it's the same with music and you know what there's still part of me that thinks that that's the best kind of job you sit there on your little throne like some kind of guru in a in a temple on the mountaintop and you know people come up to you and they ask for their you know picks about like which chaplain film they should watch tonight or whatever you have a much more textured relationship with this movie than i do and i have to imagine that it must change when you watch it at different ages right like at least for me watching it this time the john cusack character suddenly felt very old he didn't seem as old when i saw it the first time but now he seems like a guy who's kind of like running on fumes in some way i'm not quite sure what to attribute that change to 